You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and I hope everybody listening had a happy and safe 4th of July. Uh, Independence Day is always great. It's always a fun time to celebrate with family and friends and uh, remember the importance of uh, freedom and the wonderful gift we have to live in this country. Um, and I'm excited for the summertime season. I'm excited uh, to talk about movies. Uh, summer blockbusters are the best. They're so much fun. And to get to have that experience in the theater is really great. I touched on this a few weeks ago that uh, with scheduling, uh, you know, kids and everything, I know for, for Allison and I to make it to the movies, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, but we've been able to do so in uh, the past couple of days, which is really great. So finally, I'm going to sit down and do an episode talking about Across the Spider-Verse with uh, my older brother, Fernando, and his daughter, Claire. I'm very excited Claire is going to join us to talk about this movie. Uh, we talk about it extensively. We absolutely love this movie. It's fantastic. It's great. The animation is amazing. The story's uh, really intriguing and, and uh, inspiring to hear about the story of Miles, Miles Morales, one of the coolest characters, I think. Not just simply a Spider-Man ripoff. He's actually a really cool character, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear me talk about the Flash movie. And oh, yeah, I got a lot to say about that one, too. (laughs) But Across the Spider-Verse was really fun and great. So uh, this is my conversation with uh, Fernando and Claire uh, about Across the Spider-Verse. Returning to the Casting for Fun podcast is my older brother, Fernando. Fernando, how are you? Good, good. Good to be back. Awesome. And then for the first time on the show, it's my niece, Claire. Claire, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Awesome. Thank you for for, uh, indulging me in this silly hobby I do of podcasting. It's it's fun for me. (laughs) Oh, very cool. So tonight we're going to be talking about the uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse animated movie that was released just about a month ago. Uh, Really excited to get to talk to both of you about it. And I was actually really excited to hear, Claire, that you enjoyed the movie quite a bit, which is really awesome, too. So good job, Claire, for liking it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, again, Claire, just so you're familiar with the show, I mean, anything at all Spider-Man related you want to talk about is totally fine. Uh, Anything related to the the first uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie is okay, too. Basically, it's kind of an open conversation. So anything you want to bring up is totally fine. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Yes, general uh, feelings from both of you. You guys can decide who wants to go first. What were your general thoughts of the movie uh, across the Spider Verse? Yeah, I'll go first. So, it the opening scene with Gwen being in that band and all that was just awesome. It was like great music, great animation. It was setting up the story for the rest of the movie, and uh, I was like. You know, usually movies, when they have a great opening scene like that, the rest of the movie kind of disappoints, like animated movies like that. So, like, for example, there's Bolt from Disney. Um, there's Up. Uh, up? up was, okay. Up was okay. Good. The whole movie. Okay, continue. All right. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the example I had. Like, like Bolt started out awesome, and it was just kind of slower paced the rest of the movie. Uh this movie just like picked it up. It like it slowed down a little bit in the middle, but it just but after the middle, it just kept going and and just ended like 
Well, yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, but yeah, uh, uh, I loved it. I, I think it is the greatest animated movie ever made. Oh, awesome. That's very high praise. Yeah. Very cool. You know, I, I love the beginning where we're getting to hear Gwen narrate it, which is really cool. So, you know, in the beginning of the first one, we're hearing the various Spider-Men first starting with uh, uh, Peter B. Parker and then Miles. Everyone's taking their turns narrating. But it was really cool to start out with Gwen narrating it. So, I yeah. mean, I, I think, I mean, obviously, Miles is the star, but I think just below Miles is Gwen. So I think it's just as much, almost as much her story, which is really cool, too. Cool. What did yeah, you think, Claire? What were your favorite things about the movie? Just kind of general. We're going to yeah. get specific plot points as well, but specific, yeah. generally, what did you think? So I think overall the movie, it was fantastic. It was like, there's so many like little details in the movie that was just like absolutely stunning for an animated movie. And I think that obviously like the beginning with Gwen was phenomenal. Like I could not... I would not have it any other way. It was just perfect. And I love the way that they animate Gwen's world with like this whole watercolor kind of vibe. It's just really cool to see. And um, I don't know, like this uh, villain was really fantastic too. And all these different like things that just like all these different problems that came up that was like really hard for, you know, Miles to get over was just really interesting and it kept you super invested throughout the entire film that like I didn't even care if that was like two hours long I just I was like really dying to see what happens next and um obviously I'm so glad that Gwen narrated the beginning because I feel like um not only did it give her like a more like it introduced her better as a character than the first movie did, but it like really gave her a clear motivation that you started to sympathize with her, even though like you agreed that like Miles felt betrayed by her. She, you understand her side and you understand what she's going through. And that's like really important for her character. And that was really interesting. Oh, absolutely. I, I love that analysis, Claire. Great job. Uh, you know, going, going, touching back on what you had just talked about, uh, the story of Miles, uh, I kind of looked at the whole movie as like a, a two parts, basically. So the first half dealing with uh, Miles and his relationship with his parents and his parents were really great, too. It's actually kind of fun to see their dynamic and then just their personalities. It was kind of funny that uh, his mom got upset that he was getting a B in Spanish, but all the other classes getting A's. Uh, and then the second half of the movie talking about the multiverse stuff, like, so meeting all the other Spider-Men. Uh, and it was interesting that I, I remember reading somewhere that it was like over 280 different spider characters who appear in the movie itself, d different unique ones, which is really, really cool. So you can tell that the team, uh, went through a lot of like care in, uh, development for this movie, which was really great to see as well. Yeah. So what were your general thoughts uh, or just that, that's what you just said? Oh, but I also I mean, I, I loved uh, I mean, the, just having the team of, uh, of Phil Lord and uh, Christopher Miller together. I thought they were fantastic. I mean, they did uh, both Lego movies, right? Lego one and Lego two. Yeah. They didn't do Lego Batman, right? I'm not sure. I didn't look, but I know they did the two Lego movies. And uh, interesting, they were the ones doing the Han Solo movie and got fired from that. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably why. But, so but they just made an animated movie better than anything Disney or Pixar has ever done. Yeah, there you go. So, so that's like some great payback there. Yeah. <laughs>
Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they they were just fantastic with their storytelling and writing so many intricate deep, uh, uh, plot points and uh, jokes. The the jokes were funny. I mean, not like overdoing it, but yeah, little things where they keep mentioning like, oh, uh, the M in ATM stands for machine, so you don't say uh, ATM machine or like you don't say uh, uh, Sha T. It's just Sha is T. Things like that were just funny too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like the the Spider Man pointing at the other Spider Man. They they put that in. Yeah, that was, I I laughed at that part. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then getting to see all the different uh, visuals, like Claire, you touched on that as well. In fact, it was kind of cool that when the the I guess Da Vinci era Vulture enters their universe, like it's like the, the Leonardo Da Vinci style artwork uh, combined, meshing together with various like uh, different styles of artwork. So that whole concept was really cool visually. It was just an amazing movie to look at. Yeah, so. yeah it was just it was really cool and. Like the lots of the details that people point out about um specifically Hobie, mm-hmm. um, where he usually turns different colors depending on the character that he is surrounded by. I think that is a really cool detail. And um, you know, his different like ways that he's animated um just shows off his character super duper well because of like he doesn't believe in consistency, and that was just something really cool to touch on i think was really amazing mm-hmm. yeah and actually he he had a really funny joke too a funny line from the movie when uh uh the baby made a parker like poops her diapers and he says something to the effect of like hey you took a dump on the establishment i i respect that <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny so uh you know i want to go back and touch on gwen's arc a little bit more and actually claire i was hoping to get your point of view as well for for gwen stacy as a character which is kind of interesting to talk to the younger generation about it uh last summer i did an episode about the 60th anniversary of spider-man detailing various aspects of spider-man history including the death of gwen stacy which occurred back in the 70s and it was interesting researching and learning about that at the time the writers of the amazing spider-man it wasn't stanley anymore it was a different writer they thought that gwen wasn't that popular of a character and that mary jane was actually going to be the future like the better love interest but to me it kind of seems that gwen's actually took in the spot of being the more popular character now i would argue that she's more popular than mary jane uh, so, Claire, do you get that vibe from your friends? I mean, does, is Gwen Stacy a really popular character amongst the, the teenage girls today? Yeah, I think that um, specifically, like, Gwen Stacy in Across the Spider-Verse was, um, you know, a very controversial character for a lot of people on the internet because I saw many different sides of people that were sympathizing with her, with her situation, with, like, the feeling that she couldn't go back home because she was, like, scared not only to confront her dad but also the fact that she you know eventually learns that her dad is going to pass away because of the canon events that must occur because you know he's a chief so like her situation is very like deeply upsetting and I see lots of people like relate to that I see lots of people that like connect with that and sympathize for her but I also see lots of people that like despite her challenges don't really um like her as much as you know a lot of other people because they really feel betrayed about what like the fact that she lied to miles and like all of this other things that personally i can look past because i feel like her situation is what shaped her to do these things and that you know she wasn't really in a good place um 
So it's it's a very controversial thing, but I know that most of my friends really love Gwen Stacy, and they find her character super inspiring. They find her a, like a really strong female protagonist that is like just you know overall really cool, and you get to see her side of the story, which is nice. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. In fact, one more follow up question with that, Claire. Uh, for Gwen Stacy, I mean, there's been rumors speculating that she might get her own spinoff which would be really cool. And then there's also potential rumors of maybe even getting a live action Spider-Gwen movie. So do you have a preference, which one you would see? Like, would you prefer to see like uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller continue to do like a, a spinoff with uh, Haley Steinfeld continuing to voice her? Or would you rather see a live action Gwen who maybe kind of ties into the, the MCU? Well, I like both ideas and I think it could go either way, depending on the story that they write. Mm-hmm. But Personally, I'm a, I really love animation and the way that Gwen's world is animated is just so stunningly beautiful that I think if they went with the animation route, like I think I would be a little bit more pleased with that. Oh, okay, very cool. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, did you have anything you wanted to add about uh, Gwen Stacy, either her story arc or anything else? Um, you know, the character is written really well. Uh, I saw, I follow, um, Bryce Dallas Howard on social social media, mm-hmm. and for people who don't know, she was the female lead in the Jurassic uh, World movies, and she's also directed a few ep- Star Wars the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus. She's directed episodes of Mandalorian and Boba Fett and, and so on. Um, I think she did one for Andor. I don't remember, um, but anyhow, um, yeah, I totally forgot that she was in the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie and she played Gwen Stacy in that movie. That's right. Yes. So, um, cause I, 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 that movie was all right. The first two were better. Uh, so I only saw it the one time and that was it. Um, uh, but yeah, she, the, the character was so well done that she had to go out and say, I have to give props to Gwen Stacy because I'm a former Gwen Stacy too. And, um, that was really cool that she did that. Yeah, that was really cool. You know, it's kind of funny too. Like, I I think I would agree that uh, Spider-Man 3 wasn't like one of the better Spider-Mans. It's probably kind of the bottom of the barrel. But uh, the the memes that come out about stuff kind of maybe make it more entertaining. Uh, Yeah. Attack of the Clones is kind of the same way as well. So all the bully Maguire memes that resulted as a result of Spider-Man 3 maybe made the movie a little more enjoyable and fun. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, uh, sorry, it's slightly off topic, but there's... uh... Darth Bully McGuire versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. No, I haven't seen that. You, you need to look that up. It is really funny. And you know, he does that dance where he has yeah. his hands up in the air. So when he kills Qui-Gon, he does that. <laughs> no, that does sound pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, moving on with the the uh, Across the Spider-Verse, I wanted to dive into the concept of canon events. I mean, that was obviously a major plot point of the movie itself. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that in the story or for, for certain spider people, like not everybody has a, a canon event what results in like a, a, a police captain dying. But some people, I mean, basically all the Spider-Men have lost someone important to them. Like an example would be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man didn't lose uh, Captain Stacy in his universe, but he did lose his Uncle Ben. Uh, same yeah. thing with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. He lost his Uncle Ben and his Aunt May. Um so the concept oh, of canon alert, I didn't I mean I've only seen oh. the first one. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, thanks for warning. I, I won't tell you any. Okay, ma okay, massive spoilers for the animated Spider-Man movies, but everything else, I'll I'll kind of keep it uh, off top topic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the so the concept of canon events. What did you think? I mean, it was kind of an interesting plot point that Miguel O'Hara, so Spider-Man 2099, would be insistent that we hey, the canon events have to take place as they're meant to, otherwise it disrupts, it destroys everything. So, so what did you guys think of that concept of canon events? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I was a little bit confused at first because like Peter Parker doesn't have, but then, you know, I'm like, oh, it's his uncle Ben who dies. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, uh, it, you know, um, I don't really have a whole lot to say cause it's, you know, I mean, it's what drives the story. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there, there, there's a meme I saw not too long ago that said, "Oh, look, they're rebooting Spider-Man," and then like, and it says Uncle Ben is getting ready to die again or something. Oh. Like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Oh no! Did you have anything you wanted to add, Claire, about the concept of canon events? Well, there's two things I want to say, and number one is that I wanted to point out how um, I don't, I think. Her name was Jess, the um, Spider oh, Woman yeah. that was yeah. pregnant in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was really cool. I liked her motorcycle. Um, but I think that, you know, some some people have been theorizing on the Internet, and I totally agree with this, that her canon event was actually her husband passing away because um, he gets mentioned pretty briefly in the beginning of the movie where she's talking about how she's pregnant um, and how excited that they are. And then despite her having more screen time and, you know, it's not really relevant anymore, she still doesn't mention him. Mm -hmm. And some people were saying, you know, like maybe he was the captain that died. And I wanted to point that out that maybe that was her canon event. Cause I find that super interesting that, you know, it was kind of left unread and, you know, so there was room for people to really talk about that. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention was I love the idea of, like, you can't break the canon, like, this whole, like, thing, but, you know, we've seen, um, two characters already that have broken their canon, which is Peter B. Parker, because, you know, he wasn't supposed to have Mayday, but he did have Mayday, um, and he wasn't really supposed to get back with MJ, so that was really interesting that he managed to do that without his world falling apart. And um, we've also seen that Gwen, uh, as soon as she got back, she learned that her dad had resigned. And so because he didn't die, that kind of broke the canon because, you know, he was supposed to die, but he didn't. So I think that's really interesting that we've already seen two characters break the canon. And I don't see a clear connection yet, but I do think that's going to help Miles um, if he learns to find out, like, what happens like what counts for breaking the canon and what doesn't count so yeah oh, okay that's a really interesting uh, uh so there, oh god friend sorry yeah so there was a there was a third one and that was the the indian uh spider-man i think it was privateer or something i forgot yeah um miles says his dad or his girlfriend's dad oh his girlfriend's dad on yeah. that bridge yeah and that's what set off you know, McGill, O'Hara, 
getting all upset because he broke that cannon for someone else's someone else's Spider-Man, not himself. So Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting that, you know, um maybe I think it might have been because Miguel made himself known that is what broke the cannon. But we see in the first movie multiple times that um, when the Spider-Men are trying to get home and stuff, that they make themselves known, but, like, not as, like, as crazy as, like, saving people. But, like, they do make themselves known. So I'm not really sure if that has to do with the canon. Like, you have to make sure there's only you're, only one Spider-Man is known. I'm not really sure. But that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting theory. In fact, it kind of it brings into the the concept of uh uh Miles and you know M Miguel O'Hara kind of like you know chastising him, telling him, "Hey, you're cut. You're basically an accident. You're not even supposed to be Spider Man." Uh, yeah. but, but it's interesting that with, without uh, Miles's influence, uh, Peter B. Parker, like you mentioned, Claire, wouldn't have turned out the way he did. He would his life would have basically been over. Uh, and then I'm not so sure about his influence with Gwen. Possibly there might be some revelation that. That, that his interactions with her led to her relationship with her dad and her dad resigning. I'm not sure, but uh, it basically goes to the point where, uh, yes, Miles, maybe he was an accident. In fact, it kind of always seems for, for spider people, like you get bit on accident, but it's more about what you do uh, with those powers you're given. And, and the concept that anybody could be a Spider-Man if they decide to do good with what they're being given, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So... Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, I want to jump into the cliffhanger ending now. That this was actually the part that made me like just almost jump out of my seat. It was in the theater. It was really, really cool. Uh, the only other thing I can think of that was sort of like it was maybe Back to the Future Part Two, where you know we see the dystopia version of Hill Valley because of what Biff did. But we know, I mean, it's farthest for Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, we knew what Biff was doing. Uh, so we knew that there was going to be an alternate version of Hill Valley, but for across the Spider-Verse, I mean, like it didn't dawn on me until like, you know, a couple minutes in like, oh, by the way, Miles isn't in the same universe as Gwen. They went to different universes and his universe is completely turned upside down now. So what did you guys think of that cliffhanger ending from uh, across the Spider-Verse? That was crazy. Like, like I thought he was in his, his uh, appropriate, you know, his corresponding universe and he was in the one where the spider came from mm -hmm. so i'm like whoa yeah it was that was kind of crazy mind-blowing yeah what did you think claire when you saw that uh revelation um i kind of i kind of guessed it from the beginning because i just kind of assumed that you know he spider-man spider-man spider bite spider bite spider spider not from his universe so obviously he was going to be sent to the wrong universe and so you know when things started to get a little bit more twisted i was kind of like oh okay so this makes sense um i think that you know the whole earth 42 um concept is really crazy and i loved watching like seeing like all the crazy different things like um the different miles and seeing uncle aaron completely alive and the fact that there is no Spider-Man and, you know, you can see, like, that there's, um, that their world is completely, like, just a dystopian place because you can see, like, it's, it's just really crazy and you can tell by the dark atmosphere and it was just really cool, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then the big reveal that, you know, his, his dad did in fact die, even after everything he was trying to do and save him, 
he, he couldn't save him, that his dad dies in that universe. His uncle Aaron's still alive, but that he, that, that, that universe's Miles becomes the Prowler. Uh, so to see him have to fight himself or like, you know, what, whatever they e- end up doing with that character for the third part, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. But uh, but yeah, the, the way it ended, I thought was absolutely perfect. And then, of course, when Gwen gets the whole band back together, like Fernando mentioned at the very beginning, uh, we get to see uh, Spider-Man Noir show up again. And the anime, the girl anime Spider-Man, I forgot her name. Uh, Penny. Penny. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham, too. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's going to be a really, really awesome uh, third part movie. I can't wait to see it. And yeah. it's cool that we don't have to wait that long. It'll be next year. So that's yeah, well, cool. Spider, Spider Punk is with them. And so is the, the Indian uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so I thought uh, what was really interesting is they had uh, Donald Glover there as the Miles Morales Prowler live action version. And he mm-hmm. was in... Uh, you know, he was uh, captive in the Spider-Verse uh, headquarters. Uh, and then I heard that if they do make a live-action Miles Morales movie, that he's going to be in it, but he's not going to be the main Miles Morales. He'll, he'll probably be like the Prowler or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, so actually, I don't know if I want to spoil this for you. You said you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Or have you? The, the first Tom Holland one? I've only seen the first Tom Holland one, yeah. Oh, okay, so you may not remember then. So actually, Donald Glover appears in that movie as Aaron Davis. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I did read that um, after. I, I didn't remember, but I did read that You know, after I saw the Cross the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. So the people have been theorizing that he could be the MCU's M- uh, Mile, I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Davis. And in yeah. dialogue, he doesn't specifically name him, but he mentions that he has a nephew. To, to Tom Holland Spider-Man, uh, oh, right. referring to Miles Morales, even though he doesn't specifically mention him by name. Yeah, it okay. is possible that we might see a, a live-action Miles Morales in the MCU in the future. That'd be really cool, but we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that was a really cool Easter egg. In fact, I want to dive into that now—the various Easter eggs throughout the movie. Uh, were there any other ones that stood out to you? Again, it was really cool to he- see Donald Glover come into the movie because he was actually the main inspiration for the Miles Morales character, which is really cool. In fact, uh, an Easter egg I, I read about only after the fact in the first uh, across, the, I'm sorry, in, into the Spider-Verse, when Miguel goes to visit Aaron's apartment, we can see that uh, Aaron is watching that episode of Community with uh, Troy Barnes wearing Spider-Man pajamas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you go back and rewatch uh, Into the Spider-Verse, it's really cool. You can see that yeah, clip from season two episode one where he he gets out of bed wearing spider-man pajamas uh so i I thought it was really really cool uh were there any other easter eggs from across the spider-verse that you guys enjoyed oh man i read a list of them and then i i forgot the the one of the spider-mans pointing at each other that was fun funny um wow man there's there's like so much detail and i i've forgotten um if one comes to mind, I'll bring it up, but um, I can't okay. think of any off the top of my head. It, it was cool that we got to see Donald Glover appear in live action. So mixing in live action with animation. And then we yeah. also got to see that with, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Venom movies, but uh, we get to I see have it. Oh, okay. The the Asian lady who Spot randomly appears in front of, she's from uh, the, she's the convenience store clerk that's in the Venom movies. So she's met Venom, so she's seen like weird characters like this. So that's why she's not freaked out when she sees some random like white dude. Uh, oh, okay. Use portal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one was kind of fun. 
Um, apparently, we have J.K. Simmons voicing uh, J. Jonah Jameson in any iteration of Spider-Man. It doesn't matter where they go, which is kind of oh. weird, too. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Claire, did you have any that you spotted? Um, not, I, there might have been, but you know, it's kind of been a while. So I, I'd have to like really think about it, but, um, it was really cool to see all the Spider-Men and I loved seeing like specific ones that I like recognize, like, um, uh, Sun Spiders really, she's one of my favorites and that was really cool. Um, and you know, there is some Easter eggs that people had point pointed out recently that I think just got some really big attention on the internet, which was that there is, um, there's kind of like a, I don't remember which movie it was, but it was a movie that had released in theaters and you went there and it would give you a different ending every single time. And that the Spider-Verse movie is actually doing something similar to that and that people haven't like noticed it very much until now that if you watch the movie again and you compare it to another version you'll see that there's tiny differences like um sometimes the spot has slightly different dialogue than before and um other times um i forgot her name the lady with the the heart-shaped glasses um that works with miguel oh yeah um i don't know why i can't remember her name but um, in some versions of the movie, she will hold out her hand for a fist bump, but in the beginning, but other times she'll take a selfie with him and put bunny ears. And I think that's really cool that like the movie has like, that was a bigger, that was like a, a really big Easter egg that people have found out that you can see different variations of the movie that it won't have an, it won't change the outcome, but it is like, you know, different so that way when you go see it you can notice all these tiny differences really helps with marketing anyways so that was really cool yeah it's really cool in fact if people knew about i, I had heard that about uh that movie claire and it's pretty cool that you know, people become aware that they would realize hey let's go see across the spider-verse again just to see how, how different it is so that is a kind of a cool like trick to get people into the theaters of course i mean it's this movie's so awesome you should go anyways even if they're yeah. tricking, they're not tricking you or not. <laughs> no. One other Easter egg I wanted to mention. Uh, so Miguel O'Hara in the beginning of the movie, he name drops Doctor Strange and uh, Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man, which was kind right. of. So technically it is part of the MCU. It's just uh, a branch off of it, but it, it is part of it. So that's really cool as well. Uh, so now I wanted to jump into predictions. What do you think we're going to see uh, for Beyond the Spider-Verse coming out next year in uh, 2024? Oh, okay. So I think, uh, so like in Gwen's universe, her dad resigned as police chief. So whoever comes in to be the new police chief will probably die anyways, regardless. Uh, so I'm thinking that that's the same thing that's going to happen with Miles' universe is that really? if it, if it's not his dad that dies, it's going to be someone else. So so, you know, maybe he'll resign. Who knows? Uh, what I'm guessing is that one of the Spider-Men, Spider-Verse Spider-Persons, will sacrifice themselves for Miles' dad. So I think it might be Peter and then, you know, Gwen and, and Miles have to raise Mayday. Or it might even be Jess. Like, she has a change of heart switches to, to Gwen's and Miles' side 
she dies, but they raise her baby that she's pregnant with. Um, I think that's it's going to be something like that. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think, Claire? All right. Well, I have a lot of ideas of what they're what they're going to be doing. Um, first off, I think that um, the number one thing is I think that Miles's dad is definitely not going to die. Because I feel like there's too much setup that they're going to try and trick you into thinking that his dad is going to die. But then they're going to, you know, it's just, it's pretty obvious that they're trying to put a plot twist there. But, you know, it's not going to happen. If anything, I think Miles' mom is going to die because she had such a significant role in Across the Mm Spider-Verse. And you really saw their relationship grow. And, you know, she really cares for Miles and you can kind of see that happen. So I think he's going to be so focused on worrying like about his dad, not that he's going to forget about his mom, but like he's going to be trying to save his dad that his mom is going to get hurt in the process and then she is going to die. I also think that um, the way that Gwen had introduced Across the Spider-Verse kind of made it sound like Miles was going to die. I don't think he is, but I do think that was, like, very interesting that, like, you know, she introduced him, like, as in he was already dead and she's trying to tell his story now. So I'm not sure if he's, like, dead or if he's moved on and she's just trying to spread the story maybe to other spider people because, you know, he, like, broke the canon. He changed, like, the whole, like, multiverse. Like, that's, it's it's insane. So, like, maybe the fact that he was able to do that, she's telling the story to other spider people that have joined the um, team for the multiverse. Um, I think that might be, like, a big plot twist at the end or whatever. Um, I think that Miles um, from Earth-42, the Prowler Miles, I think that he is... I don't think that he's going to be a villain, and lots of people have been saying this, but I think that he's going to be kind of like the anti-hero. Like, he's going to be an obstacle for Miles to overcome. However, at the end, you're going to realize that he's just trying to live his life, and maybe he'll even help Miles destroy the spot because he wants to go back to his universe and do his own thing without having to worry about this other multiverse business that he somehow got wrapped into. Um, And, you know, I think that... I do kind of agree that someone is going to sat one of the um spider people. people is going to sacrifice themselves and if i had to guess i'd probably say peter b parker because you know his canon is so broken he was supposed to live like a life of sadness he was like deeply upset with how his life turned out and now that he's finally turned it around i don't think i think he might have to pay the consequences for that and i also think um uh spider-man india um, you know, his um, universe is collapsing, like, during the rest of the movie, is his universe is collapsing, and they don't know what to do about that, so I think he also might die, or just something drastic is gonna happen, and, you know, they may not be able to fix it. Maybe even his girlfriend may die as, like, a consequence, because, you know, they saved the captain, and they weren't supposed to do that. Oh, very cool. I, I like all that. Yeah, those are really uh I, I think you you're probably right on the nose as far as like uh not being able to uh uh reverse or, or eliminate canon events. I think both of you 
brought up excellent points about that. In fact, my prediction, I think, is that we're going to get more of a backstory of Miguel O'Hara. And I think we were going to see him maybe not so much like, you know, I mean, yes, he's he's kind of being a jerk to Miles, but I think we're going to find out more of how tragic his story was in his canon event and the fact that he does have the understanding that you can't get rid of canon events. They have to happen. So it, it kind of gives that's what I'm thinking, that we're going to get more of a backstory on him so that we understand his point of view as to why he's so yeah. against Miles. Uh, I, I don't oh. know much about the Spider-Man 2099 character. I, I remember, uh, Claire, I don't know if you know our cousin Ramon. Uh, no, he had a copy of the um, uh, the, spy- the actual first appearance of uh, Spider-Man 2099 that came out back in the 90s. So it was kind of cool. I think I remember skimming it through one time when we went to go visit him at his house. But uh, yeah, it would be interesting to learn more about his backstory and his character. Uh, and I would love it if they can somehow incorporate the, the animated Spider-Man from 1994, because that was probably one of my favorite cartoons. Uh, if they can incorporate him with that anim- animation style, I think it'd be really, really fun to see that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to add on uh, what Claire said about M- Miles' mom dying. If I had to have more than one prediction, that would be my number two prediction. Then. Yeah. I, it's, I feel like it's just there's so much set up that she's yeah. she's going to get killed. It's, Someone has to die. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. It's going to be her. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, she's she's going. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I mean, like you said, Claire, they're kind of like maybe ex- kind of hinting or teasing us that yes, maybe canon events can be averted and unavoided. But I think part three in Beyond the Spider Verse, I think we'll absolutely establish that no, they can't be. So um, cool, very cool. Uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up about either Spider Man movie, the animated ones? Uh, we pretty much went over all the talking points I had for tonight. Um, no, I think. Uh... Like I saw the first one, the first two in the theater. The first one, you know, it was good. Uh, the second one was great, the Tobey Maguire ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jackie and I, we saw that in the theater with uh, her brother Tama. Uh, we were so long, and, and it, so it's been 19 years since that movie came out. The Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to go horseback riding at uh bonelli park and here in san dimas and we didn't apparently you're supposed to make a reservation before this so we just showed up at the stables and no one was there they're like all right well i I took the day off from work and i'm like well what is what is there to do i'm like oh let's go see the spider-man so we went up to the theater in in laverne Mm -hmm. watch spider-man 2 there as you should yeah (laughs) so it's the right way so that was uh that was a whole year before we got married Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I know, I guess technically you haven't seen them all, all the Spider-Man movies, but I mean, w- would you rank uh, across the Spider-Verse as the best then? Definitely. I, I haven't seen any of the Andrew Garfield ones and the Tobey Maguire ones. I haven't seen in a long time. And I've only seen the first Tom Holland one. Uh, I, they're on my to-do list. As, as soon as I finish my last class of school, I'm going to start catching up with all these movies. Yeah. <laughs> I got like four more weeks left. Well, they're I'm, all on Disney Plus now, which is really cool. Yeah, Except right. for the animated ones. They're, those aren't, unfortunately. So That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Like they're on Hulu and, and Prime. So watch it there. Yeah. Would you put Across the Universe? Uh, I'm sorry, Across the Universe. <laughs> across the Spider-Verse as your favorite one, Claire? I I can't really compare because I haven't seen all the Spider-Man movies, but um, you know, I do like the concept 
and I like the story and the animation and literally everything about it is so perfect. Um, so I would say it was it would be a top Spider-Man movie, but also I'm just I have an animation preference compared to live action stuff. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, you know, I totally would agree with your just how awesome, amazing this movie is uh, for me. I mean, again, I probably would put uh, No Way Home. That's the one that had Tommy, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield come into the MCU as my favorite, followed by Spider-Man 2 and then this one, number three. But I mean, my my taste may change after I get, watch it more. I've only seen it once. But mm-hmm. but again, I was just blown away by how good this one was. And the first one was excellent, too. Uh, and then actually, maybe one more prediction for for this particular one for Across the Spider Verse. I think it will win uh, the Oscar again for for best animated movie. Yeah, like if all three of them did, that'd be a really cool for uh, sure. Distinction that no no movies. Oh, ever. for best movie or, for best movie oh, or best, best animated best animated movie. I apologize. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, but it could happen with the third one. It it could win the the best overall. Yeah, live action and a lot of people probably so, would be really upset if that happened, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's be honest; they've been putting out a lot of crap lately. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, it's always a pleasure for me just to talk to the family. It's always great. And Fernando, thank you. Claire, thank you. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up before we wrap up? Um. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I I texted you earlier and I uh, earlier in the month or uh, you know right after I saw the movie and then I was looking up the the action figures from the movie and a lot of them were sold out at the time they're all back in stock now but I think uh, in the long term like the Spider Man toys from the Spider Verse movies are going to be like Star Wars toys when we were kids like that's the toy that everybody wants to have yeah. So yeah, I think this movie did have a really huge impact on like merchandising for Spider-Man because now it's become because the movie was such a big hit and it was like really good, you know, that people are starting to like really open up to more um Spider-Man themed stuff, which is why, you know, the merchandise and the money is going up. So I would say the movie did a really good job at that because yeah. it made them way more money. Absolutely. Like those. What are you? What do you? What are they called? What are those? Those. Uh, those figures you collect with the big heads. Oh, the uh, Funko Pops. Funko. Yeah. So I'm sure those are like selling like hotcakes too. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man ones. So. Yeah. So I bought the girls. Uh. Uh. Two T-shirts. So one was Gwen and the other was uh, Spider Punk. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Yeah, Allison bought one for Liam that has all all three of them. So Peter, Peter, Miles, and Gwen in their spider costumes. And uh, oh, cool. So we'll, we'll get Liam into it too. He's still too little to really understand. He'll pretty much yeah. have him wear. Yeah. But it does seem to me that this is becoming really popular with the, the kids of today. And then obviously those who grew up loving the Spider-Man character uh, still love it to this day as well. So it's a movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the only thing that that's a shame is that Stan Lee isn't alive to see it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved his cameo in the first one. In fact, I, I think it's maybe my favorite Stan Lee cameo he's ever done. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the only regret I have. Yeah, that they didn't yeah. make it sooner. Yeah, I, I do remember reading that he was a huge fan of the Miles character. He he loved the character. Obviously, it was created by uh, the writer uh, Brian Michael Bendis, if I'm not mistaken, or at least co-created by him. Yeah. Uh, so, but but Stan was a big fan of Miles, so it's it's definitely uh, uh, developed a huge cultural impact in our society, which is really cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, Stanley always said like, you know, it, it could be anyone under that mask. And so that like, you know, that really inspired a lot of creators that created the other um, Spider-Man comics, the, with all the different spider people. And it really opened up some, um, it really opened up for some really good representation in not only like the media, but it really gave a lot of people inspiration and the confidence because they thought, you know, anyone could be under that mask. So why can't I? And that, you know, that was like really important and it still really is important because, you know, I see lots of people every day, like believing that they can do these things because, you know, of what Stanley had always said that anyone can be under that mask absolutely yes thank you claire and thank you fernando uh great if there's nothing else let's go ahead and wrap up for tonight but uh thank you both for for indulging me and uh, talking across the spider-verse uh looking forward to the third one and definitely would love to have you both like on at the same time claire so rumor has it that it's going to be delayed oh no really yeah it was supposed to be march 29th next year but it's now going to be july 15th that's oh, not too bad. A couple of months, not not like a whole year delay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like a whole year. All right. Yeah, but March still would have been great because that's like the day after my birthday. So like yeah. that would have been a nice birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and uh, you've been listening to the Kathy for Fun podcast, everybody. Thanks, Robert. Bye.